Welcome to Flip the Script Podcast. So today, we're going to be talking about the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, the day that changed all of our lives. So before we get into that, I'm going to, I want to bring it back to September 10th, 2001, the last day before our lives have changed forever, the last day before the post-9-11 era. I don't remember much of that day, but I do remember that evening. I remember being uneasy the night before. I remember in my being in my bathroom, getting ready for the night, washing up, taking a shower, preparing for school the next day. And I remember being in the bathroom and having this uneasy feeling. An uneasy feeling that today, when I get that feeling, it brings back, obviously, horrible memories. When I get that feeling today, it makes me feel as though something bad is going to be happening in the future because of what happened the day after so when I had that feeling on September 10th. So I have an uneasy feeling, and I remember specifically saying that something is going to happen, and it's going to cause a change. I didn't know what it was, and that's the last thing I remember of September 10th. September 11th, I walked to school. I'm a sophomore in high school. High school's not too far away from me, so I walked to school with I believe I was walked with one of my friends. His nickname was Turk. And then the day starts. And then somewhere in my way to my locker in the morning, I believe I was probably on my way to lunch by the time I found out this what had happened. Um, no other teacher said anything about it. But then I'm, I'm at my locker, put my stuff in my locker before going to lunch. And this kid, Anthony, I knew, comes up to me and says, bro, he's like, a plane just hit the World Trade Center. And I remember thinking to myself, what? I was like, how, how stupid do you have to be? How does a pilot not see the Twin Towers there and flies into it? You know, it didn't register in my head that this was an attack. I had just thought this was some idiot pilot that made a mistake. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. And it's like, a plane hit the World Trade Center. And then an announcement comes over the speakers for any student who has parents that work in New York City to come down to the office. And I'm in lunch and I just see a lot of people going down there and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So one of the vice principals that was in the lunchroom, I go up to him and I say, hey, you know, what's going on? He wouldn't give me a straight answer. He just said, uh, you know, something happened. I can't really say what, but something happened. And, you know, like, so it doesn't give me too much information, but um, whatever. So there's buzz going around. There's people talking about planes hitting the World Trade Center. This is hard for me to register. I don't really believe it. I was like, there's no way. Like, I don't, I don't believe this for a second. This is just a rumor. I don't, I don't really believe this. And then I make it to, I don't remember much else from there. I remember from lunch, my, I think, I believe I had lunch in fourth period. By the time I get to my second to last class for the day, seventh period history. I get into my seventh period history class and I don't remember this teacher's name because she has a twin sister that worked in the middle school, um, but she was really cool. I want to say her name was Mrs. Wolf, but I don't know if that was her or her sister in the middle school, but anyway, we'll, we'll say her name was Mrs. Wolf. And she was, she was really awesome. She said that two planes hit the World Trade Center. There's, another, there's other planes that are missing and that the World Trade Center has fallen, completely fallen, and the World Trade Center is gone. And I was thinking to myself, well, what? There is no possible way that this happened. It's like, how did planes make the World Trade Center fall over, right? So I'm thinking 
because I haven't seen any images, I haven't seen any pictures. We didn't have cell phones at the time, um, and we didn't have TVs in the classroom. So I have no, like, I'm only hearing people's saying what they're hearing on the radio or wherever, right? So when they said the Twin Towers fell, I'm thinking that they fell, had fallen standing up. Like, I didn't think that they fell down, collapsed the way that they did. I'm thinking that they fell over, like, from left to right or from right to left. Like the whole building just like tipping over. That's what I was envisioning. And I was like, that's going to that cause like so much problems with the buildings around it, you know? So it wasn't until I actually got home from school and I turned on the TV and I actually see what is really happening. And there's the footage of the first plane hitting. I don't know how they had footage of that, but they had first plane hitting and the second plane hitting the Pentagon. They're talking about the other planes that are up in the air, the one that went down in. Uh, Pennsylvania. I don't remember the name of that flight. Honestly, it was flight 93, but I could be wrong. Um, and I'm just glued to the TV watching. And one of the things that really stuck to me was the people that were jumping out of the buildings. And even from the, even watching on the news and you could see little, you could see bodies jumping, falling and images of when the, when they did close up images of the buildings after the planes had hit and you see the buildings torn up from where the impact was and you see people standing there getting out of the windows pushing out the windows because whatever's going on inside is so bad that they are trying to get air from outside of the, of the buildings and then people jumping now i, I want to talk about that type of mindset that you, you have to be in i try to put myself in other people's shoes to try to, under, to try to understand what it was what their experience was and for many of these people, it was desperation. If you were in the surrounding floors of where those impact zones were, where the planes hit, or above it, you had to quickly understand that you had no chance of getting down past those impact zones. And to come to terms with that, you're not going to make it to the end of the day. That has got to be a very surreal feeling to have. And I can't even, it's hard for me to process that. But for the, everybody that was on the floors above where the impact zone was, the amount of smoke that was coming up through those buildings had to have been immense. So many people died from smoke inhalation probably before the, the buildings even. Now, I'm sure there were people breaking out windows trying to open. I'm not sure what the construction of the World Trade Center was and how the windows, if we were even able to open up those windows, but I'm sure people were trying to break them. And around the impact zones where the outside of the buildings were shattered and mangled that you were able to get outside and people were left with no choice either die from smoke inhalation or get burnt up because i'm sure that the engine fu jet fuel that's burning in there is setting the rest of the building on fire the heat that's coming out of there you have no option you're either going to be cooked to you're either going to be cooked to death or you're going to jump and there's people that made the decision that jumping from the building is better than being cooked alive on the inside or dying from smoke inhalation. Now you have to understand that Amer that human nature is to preserve life. We want to save our life for as long as possible. And maybe they thought that if they jumped, there was some type of chance that they could survive it. Maybe it'll be broken, but all the bones would be both broken, but there's a chance that maybe they would survive. But they knew that staying inside that building, that there would be no chance. And these people had families, these people had kids, they had wives, fiancés. They had their whole lives ahead of them still. And now they're faced to make a decision 
on how they're going to end their life. They're inside the building or jumping outside the building. Now, if you're being burned, if the inside of that building is so hot that you're, you feel like you're burning up, your human nature reaction is going to be to get out of that. And that's what probably led to a lot of people jumping out of those buildings. And then the towers collapsed on themselves. The top floors of where the impact zone was became too heavy for where the structure of where the plane had hit and the jet fuel burning the inside of the building. The top became too heavy and it collapsed in on itself. And the buildings fell straight down, collapsing each floor underneath it very quickly. And then huge clouds of smoke, dust, concrete, clouds of all this debris swarmed the city streets of Manhattan. And people running to get away from those clouds, to not being able to escape those clouds and then becoming immersed in all the dust and the soot and the concrete and everything else that was coming out of those, out of those clouds of debris to darkening the sky around them to where they can't even see their own hand in front of them. They can't even see where they are now. All they hear is other people screaming, coughing, and maybe a silence. Everything's moving in slow motion. And then they hit the ground. They try to cover their face. Then as the smoke begins to settle, and they realize that they're still alive, and they try to get out of that smoky area. And then after both towers have fallen, there comes a the realization that there's still people that are trapped inside the rubble, and they may still be alive. We saw hundreds, thousands of people come back to Ground Zero and try to look for people who were trapped under the rubble. Our firefighters, our police, our EMS. While everybody was running away from the buildings, they were running into the buildings to get people out. Before the flat towers fell, before the towers fell, and both planes are burning on the inside of the building. We have firefighters, cops, and EMS going into the buildings to evacuate people. Now think about it. Why were they evacuating people out of that building? Because it's not safe. It's dangerous. Something bad could happen inside that building. There's people burning alive. There's smoke coming out. But we have our firefighters, our cops, and our EMS going into the buildings to help get people out. Many of them did not survive when the towers fell. They were saving people, getting them out of the buildings, searching for people prior to the buildings falling. And then the buildings fell and then they themselves, the rescuers, now become the victims. On the Scott packs that the firefighters wear, there's an alarm that goes off if you don't move for a certain amount of time. And that's a signal to let the firefighters around you know that there's something wrong with you. You haven't moved in X amount of time and they need to check on you. And on Ground Zero, all you hear is those the chirping of those Scott packs because there's firefighters that are stuck under the rubble and they're not moving. Maybe they're dead. Maybe they're unconscious. Maybe they're pinned between rubble and they just can't move. But if you watch video of the clean of the rescue of the search and rescue operations on Ground Zero, all you hear is the chirping of the firefighter Scott packs going off. It's a haunting sound. And today is, when I'm recording this episode, it's September 12th. And September 12th, 20 years ago, is when the United States has come to the realization that the world is no longer the way it used to be. 
We've come to realize that there's people out there that want to kill us. That they will go to lengths such as hijacking airplanes and fly them into our buildings. And then there was a sentiment going around. All the experts on TV were saying that this will happen again. It's not going to be, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. The country was on high alert. The country was also unified. Within a couple of days of September 11th, every car had an American flag attached to its window. American flags were flying everywhere. Everybody was patriotic. The left and the right were united together. And that we were America. And yes, we went through a tragedy, but we will adapt. We will overcome. We will build the buildings back. We will rescue those who are still alive and trapped. We will clean up. We will rebuild. And that's what we did. America did that. We cleaned up. We didn't build those buildings back. But we built a building back and we made a memorial for where those buildings stood. Where 3,000 Americans died in a single day. We honor those innocent victims and those heroes that were working to save people. And they died in their line of duty. It was innocent victims who woke up that morning and did nothing other than go to work and try to provide for their family. They became victims of the worst terror attack that the world has ever seen. Yesterday, on the anniversary of September 11th, you see a lot of people saying, we'll never forget. Every year, we see that. People post on their social media and say, they'll never forget. But we did forget. We have forgotten. And very quickly, too, I'll remind you. Because almost as soon as we were all united, we became divided again. We had certain portions of the political sphere that was blaming the United States for 9-11, saying that this is what the United States gets, and this is what the United States deserves for the terror that they've caused around the world. That was a sentiment that was going around. We have, there's a part of the left side of America that hates the United States just as much as the terrorists. Oh, if you hear people who say, oh, the United States is a country that's built on stolen land, that we don't deserve to exist anyway, that United States, that 9-11 was payback. Those are the same people who have the same type of mindset as the terrorists who committed those acts. You know, it's, it's hard for me to, I almost want to say that they have the same mindset. And those are the people we really need to worry about. Well, the FBI is worried about Donald Trump supporters. We have people that actually hate the United States and this country. 20 years later, after 9-11, if you fly an American flag, you're considered a racist. And 20 years ago, you were patriotic and loved the country and you supported the country. And, but now, 20 years later, if you fly an American flag, you're racist. The national anthem is controversial. Our professional athletes kneel in front of the flag during the national anthem in protest, our Olympic athletes turn their back on the flag during the national anthem in a foreign country during an Olympic game. And we're going to say that we never forget. We forgot. And now the bots withdraw out of Afghanistan that gave the country of Afghanistan back to the people who committed these horrible acts on September 11, 2001. We gave those people are back in power now in Afghanistan. 20 years of fighting American lives killed in action, thousands more wounded, only to put the same people back into power who committed 9-11. We did forget. September 2001 was probably the worst day in American history, especially for those who are living in the Northeast. 
We lived in New York, New York City area, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. We lived in those surrounding states. Your experience on 9-11 is a lot different than somebody who lived in California, Wyoming, North Dakota. I lived, I grew up in high school very close to New York City. There were some parts of my town on high ground you could see the Twin Towers. So it wasn't uncommon that we had friends and family who worked in the city. You hopped on a bus, it was a 45-minute ride. You were able, where my town was, you were able to hop on a boat, and you could ride your boat out to the Statue of Liberty. And many people did that. Many people watched the towers fall from the water. So what lessons did we learn from 9-11? It's almost as if all the lessons that we did learn were quickly forgotten already, 20 years later. And we are right back to where we were prior to 9-11. What we did was we lost some of our freedoms through the Patriot Act. We gave the government the ability to spy on American citizens without a warrant. And now, with the COVID health emergency, we are giving up our rights. We have no rights to privacy. We have no rights to our medical decisions with the vaccine mandates. You no longer have control over your own body. The government does. We didn't learn anything. I hope that we wake up. I hope that we, as a nation, realize what's happening in front of our eyes. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take. And I hope that it's not going to be too late when we realize it. Because if there ever was a time for a foreign national country, if there ever was a time for a foreign country to invade the United States, it would be while we have our guard down, while we have half the country that hates this country, and that would probably bow down and lay down in front of the Chinese military or Russian military and say, the United States is so evil, we don't deserve, we deserve to be taken over by Russia or China. Like a, Half the country would seriously do that. And it's scary. I don't know what the future holds for this country. All I know is that we did forget 9-11. And we are in, maybe even be worse off than we were on September 10th, 2001. And I'm sorry if this podcast isn't positive or this doesn't have a type of happy ending for you. It's a very somber feeling. It's a very somber day today. The realization that our country is in a worse position than it was 20 years ago. But this is the reality that we live in. I can't sugarcoat that. I can't pretend that things are better than they were. So every year that passes from 9-11, the lessons that are learned get more lost. And the, our own people in the United States hate this country even more each and every passing day that goes by. You have one half of the country that loves this country more and more. And you have the other half that hates it more and more. And those two cannot exist together. I have a bad feeling. There's things that are really going bad. All right, let's flip the script podcast out.